I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the individual contributor identity is, how it shows up, and how to shift to a leadership identity. When you see yourself as a leader, you push your thinking farther. You pay attention harder. You ask the question you need to make sure that you can be a valuable voice in that meeting. And you begin to feel so powerful and so confident because you know that you can go into any meeting and have an impact and have something to say and help move the ball forward. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jess. I am the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast, and I am a career coach for women. I am here to help you build confidence, find your voice, and really elevate and thrive in your corporate career. I do this work because I had a corporate career. I struggled a lot with self-confidence, and it took me some time and a really long and in-depth personal journey to find my confidence and find my voice and push past the imposter syndrome and build a really thriving, lucrative career in the corporate nine-to-five space that I loved and that I was super proud of and that I also eventually decided to leave behind in order to take this podcast, which used to just be my passion project and my hobby, but to take it full-time. And so now this is what I do. I run this podcast. I'm a career coach for professional women, and I am also the creator of my signature group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, which is why I am recording this bonus podcast series called Unstoppable Voice. I'm recording this bonus series in honor of doors to The Art of Speaking Up Academy being open. Doors to this program are open until Friday May 12th. So there are just a few days left to sign up. And if you're curious about this program and wondering what it is, the Art of Speaking Up Academy is a group coaching and professional development program for ambitious professional women who want to build confidence so that they can use their voice more often and more effectively at work and who want to have best-in-class communication skills. Your ability to take up space and speak up and to do so in a way that is crisp and effective and really that resonates with an executive audience, your ability to do that will dictate the success that you achieve in your corporate career. If you want to advance and thrive and grow into leadership roles, you have to have a very strong, very effective, very influential voice. And that is what I am helping you develop inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I help you do this both through the inner work 
the mindset work of learning to believe in yourself and not let self-doubt and second-guessing keep you from taking up space. And I also help you with this by teaching you the skills that you need to be highly effective and make a really strong impact when you speak because the quality of your communication plays an enormous role on how well it is received by your audience. So I want you to have the confidence internally And I want you to know how to speak in a way that is super effective. And I help you with both inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Now, the summer cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy is sold out. It's sold out very, very quickly. However, there are still spots available in the fall cohort. And you can learn more about this and you can secure your spot in the fall cohort at justgazetcoaching.com slash academy. You can learn all about the program. You can see the Art of Speaking Up Academy curriculum. And if you have questions about the program, please shoot me a note, jessica at theartofspeakingup.com. And today in this bonus episode, I am talking about something that is critical to the Art of Speaking Up Academy. It's something that I am so passionate about. It is something that was really hammered into my brain when I started my nine to five career at McKinsey. I started as a management consultant at McKinsey and Company. It's a global management consulting firm. It's it's like very hard to get a job there. It's considered like a very difficult place to <laughs> land a position. I started my career there and it really hammered home for me the importance of seeing yourself as a leader and really seeing yourself as someone who is in the room and in the conversation to have an impact. And that's what I'm talking about in today's episode. What we're talking about, this is something that I emphasize heavily inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, but what I'm talking about in today's episode is an identity shift, a shift in your identity and how you see yourself and think of yourself. The more you think of yourself as a leader and as someone who is in that room to have an impact and who refuses to just sit back and keep your ideas to yourself, the more you're going to be a part of the conversation. And what I see so often and what you might experience is that you're holding on to an individual contributor identity that is not serving you and having an effective voice in meetings. And so in this bonus episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the individual contributor identity is, how it shows up, and how to shift to a leadership identity. Because a leadership identity is what is going to help you feel empowered and audacious enough to contribute and have a voice in those work conversations and meetings that you're a part of. This is so important and it takes some time for this to sink in. So you might want to listen to this episode more than once or come back to it if you're having a down day and you're questioning yourself. But there, in my opinion, there is no way to have an effective voice without shedding the individual contributor identity and starting to think of yourself as a leader. That's why I emphasize this identity shift so heavily inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, because it is key in developing an effective voice and in taking your career to the next level. So let's talk about it. What is an individual contributor identity? And before I even get into that, what I want to say is Even if you literally are an individual contributor, 
You don't want to bring that individual contributor identity with you into meetings, and I'm going to explain why. So (laughs) this episode applies whether you are actually literally an individual contributor or whether you're a manager or a leader. It's the same across the board. So let's get into it. First of all, let's talk about what an individual contributor is and what makes a good individual contributor. Most often at a company, an individual contributor is hired to fulfill a very specific role or set of tasks. So when an individual contributor, I'm just going to abbreviate that as IC because it's really hard to say individual contributor. So when an IC is brought onto a team, there's a specific set of tasks that are already laid out. And as an IC, it is your job to execute those tasks. I think about it as kind of like following a recipe. The company or the head of your team already knows the recipe. Your job as an IC is to come in and just follow the recipe that your company has given you. This is what we do in the earlier years of our career where we're newer, we don't have so many leadership skills, right? So we're just following the recipe. We're given instructions and we're following them. And as an IC, it's really important to do that well, right? There's an art to following a recipe that you're given. And when you're an IC, that is what you want to be doing. You want to be taking the recipe, the instructions, the tasks, the project that was given to you, and you want to follow it and execute it the way that you are asked to. But of course, as you grow and develop in your career, you expand into management roles and you take on bigger, more complex pieces of work. And it's no longer about following the recipe, right? But it's about leading and creating your own recipe. And what I find is that we can get really stuck in an IC mindset And I think it's partly because, number one, for a lot of us, this is how we were trained to think for so many years in school, where we're told exactly what to read, exactly what to learn, exactly what to memorize. And then we come in and we take an exam or we write a paper and we're just constantly following someone else's recipe. And then we get to our first job out in the world and we again come in as an IC and we're given a recipe to follow. And so I think for years and years, what gets reinforced is that we're there to follow the recipe. And then all of a sudden, when you step into a leadership role or your job becomes a little bit more complex, you have had very little experience in your life working in any other way. You've spent years of your education and your early career learning to develop that IC mindset, learning to just follow the recipe. And so what happens is then you get into situations where you feel stretched and overwhelmed by what your job is demanding of you. And one of the first places that this starts to show up is in meetings where you begin to feel stretched and overwhelmed by the conversation that's happening around you. You might have the experience of feeling like you're missing information. You might have the experience of feeling like the other people in the room know more about this, have been working on this for longer, have stronger expertise. You might have a bit of a fish out of water feeling, feeling like you need to know more and understand more. And what happens, what is so not good and what I don't want you to do and what happens so often is you have that fish out of water feeling, you feel like you're missing expertise, you're not as experienced as the other people, 
and you misdiagnose what's happening. You think, oh, shoot, I need to know more. I need more context. I need to prepare more. I need to be an expert because you have that feeling of missing information, but you're misdiagnosing. That's not what's happening. What's happening is that you're being put in situations and positions where the IC mindset, the individual contributor mindset, no longer works. It no longer works, and that's why you are feeling overwhelmed by the meeting, by the situation. It's not that you're missing information. It's not that you need more expertise. It's not because you have less years of experience than the other people in the meeting. I promise you. And the sooner you're willing to entertain that as a possibility, the sooner you're going to get past the block of that fish out of water feeling and feeling like you need more information or everyone knows more or it's so hard for you to participate. What's happening is you've been moving through your life and your career with an individual contributor mindset, learning to follow recipes, and now you're being put in situations that require a different mindset. But you're coming in with the old mindset, the individual contributor mindset, and that doesn't work and it doesn't fit and you feel overwhelmed in the meeting. But the fix isn't to gain more information and expertise and years of experience so that you don't have that feeling in meetings. The fix is to let go of the individual contributor mindset and replace it with a leadership mindset. That is what you want to be doing, and that is what is going to help you find your voice, become an effective, impactful presence in meetings, and take your career and your self-confidence to the next level. Now, here's how I want to explain this. I'm going to explain this using an analogy that is perfect for this situation and that I hope is going to drive this home for you in a profound way. So what we're going to use to understand this problem and the solution that you want to be adopting is we're going to use the show Chopped as the example and as the tool to help us learn this together. So if you've watched the show Chopped, you know what it is. If you haven't watched it, I'm going to tell you what it is. It is a cooking competition show on the Food Network. The way that Chopped works is they bring on maybe like three or four very talented, very skilled chefs. And the chefs come on the show and they compete. And the way that they compete is that each chef gets a mystery basket filled with random weird ingredients that don't pair well together. So they get a basket of very unusual ingredients and they have to make a dish for the judges with the ingredients in the basket. They have to find a way to make those ingredients work together. And that's how the show works. And so the chefs open the basket, they look at the ingredients and they start cooking and they come up with something and then they serve it to the judges and the judges taste everything that was made, and then they eliminate one of the chefs, and then they have like, they do it again, right? Then the chefs that made it through that first elimination get another basket, and they have to make another dish with a new set of random ingredients, right? So the premise of the show is that these chefs are so talented that no matter what random, unusual ingredients they get inside this basket, they're going to turn it into something gourmet. And the basket often contains things that you wouldn't stereotypically think of a very fancy experienced chef cooking with, right? They could be like really ordinary, low-cost ingredients or ingredients that don't go well together or, you know, foods that are highly processed and not like fresh produce and things like that. Just 
things that are challenging to work with if you are trying to make like these beautiful gourmet plates. And so you get to really see it's incredible. You get to see what these chefs are capable of doing with the ingredients that they're offered in this basket. And this is a really, really perfect way for us and for you to understand the difference between thinking like an individual contributor versus thinking like a leader. So I told you that individual contributors are recipe followers. So when you're an individual contributor in IC, you're told what to do and you just do it. And so you're literally following a recipe. When I think about the leadership mindset, for me, that's the mindset that these chefs who come on Chopped to compete, that's the mindset that those chefs bring into the competition. They are for sure, for sure not there to follow a recipe if they're playing Chopped because they're opening a basket of ingredients and they have no idea what's going to be in it. They can't possibly follow a recipe because they don't know what they're going to get And the ingredients that they're going to get by definition aren't ingredients where there are recipes out there that combine them together. So you would never see a chef on Chopped open the basket and be like, but wait, like, hold on, but you need to give me the recipe. What are the steps? What else am I adding here? What am I making? You would never see that happen on Chopped. That chef is not going to come in with that individual contributor mindset and ask for the recipe. They're coming in with an entirely different mindset, the mindset of a leader. They don't need a recipe. They're going to take whatever the heck is in that basket and they're going to make a delicious plate out of it. And it doesn't matter if the ingredients don't go together. And it doesn't matter if there's time pressure. And it doesn't matter if it's hard and challenging. They're going to take the ingredients and figure out a way to make it work. And this is the perfect way to understand the difference between an individual contributor mindset and a leadership mindset. When you go into a meeting and there are people there who have more years of experience than you, or it's on a topic that isn't your area of expertise, it's like you're going into chopped, right? You're getting a basket of imperfect ingredients. You're not walking into that meeting being given all of the information you need and the perfect basket of ingredients that all go together and enough time to make the dish, right? No, it's like chopped. It's going to be messy and hard. You're getting a basket of random ingredients. They don't go together, but you still have to make something beautiful out of it. And of course, if you see yourself as a chef who is super talented, you would never be like, hey, Food Network producers, like, can I get a recipe for the ingredients in this basket, right? Similarly, if you walk into a meeting and you're missing information and it's not making sense and it's not going together and it's not your area of expertise, an individual contributor mindset would be you saying, oh my God, I need more information. Tell me what to do. Why am I here? Why are the steps? What is my role? Like, what did you bring me here? What should I say? How should I say it? That's individual contributor thinking, right? Now, you're the chef on Chopped, so you you don't need all of that. You're going to figure out how to make it work with the imperfect ingredients that you have been given. So just like on Chopped, when you open that basket, if you are the chef competing, your brain might have a moment where it's like, what the heck am I going to make out of these ingredients? They don't go together. I don't have a lot of time. What am I going to do? 
your brain is going to do that. And that probably happens within the brains of those chefs on Chopped. But then they say, wait a minute, I just got to keep going. I'm a chef. I'm going to win this competition. I'm going to figure it out. And they start taking the ingredients out of the box and unwrapping them and chopping things. And they just start moving forward. They make it work. They don't need a recipe. They don't need every piece of information. They don't need it to be perfect because they see themselves as a leader. They're the ones developing the recipe. They're going to figure it out. That's the identity shift that you want to have in meetings. Every meeting that you go into is like a round of competing on Chopped. You're not going to get a basket full of ingredients that go together. It's not going to feel like there's enough time. It's not going to feel intuitive and easy. Your brain is going to say, just like the brains of those chefs probably say, your brain is going to say, oh no, I don't know this. I don't know what to do. And that is the moment where you push forward and say, I'm going to take whatever ingredients are given to me and I'm going to create something gourmet and beautiful and valuable. When you go in with that mindset and you're not clinging to the need for a recipe and you're not clinging for the need to have more information or to be the expert before you can contribute, but when you go in with that leadership mindset and you see yourself as a leader, you pay closer attention, you think more sharply, and you find ways to make yourself valuable and to engage. The way that you think about yourself impacts the way that you intellectually engage with what's happening in the meeting. When you think of yourself as an IC, you don't push your thinking as deep. You don't pay attention as hard. You don't ask the questions you need to make sure that you can be a valuable contributor. But when you see yourself as a leader, you push your thinking farther. You pay attention harder. You ask the question you need to make sure that you can be a valuable voice in that meeting because you know that this is chopped and that it's not going to be perfect and that you're not going to have all the information and the ingredients aren't going to go together. You know that it's not supposed to be a cakewalk. It's not supposed to be a walk in the park. Leadership is about showing up in any situation and figuring out a way to make it work, right? Just like those chefs, they're not famous chefs because they can follow recipes. They're famous chefs because they can take a box full of random unappetizing ingredients and make something delicious. That's how you have to think about yourself. Your impact, the value that you are able to contribute in your role is not going to come from you being able to do well when you have perfect circumstances and all of the information. It's going to come from you being able to do well and contribute and be a a valuable voice in conversations and meetings when you don't have all the information and when the conditions aren't perfect just like as if you were a professional chef on Chopped. Now, this requires an identity shift, and you really have to go in and see yourself as a leader, as a professional who's there to make an impact and who's willing to make it happen, even if it's uncomfortable, even if information is missing, even if you're not the most experienced person in the room. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is were you invited into the room, were you included there, If you were, then your presence and your thinking is valued and needed. If it wasn't, it is better for your company not to waste your time because your time is money. It's better for them not to waste your time bringing you into that forum, right? Just like if someone gets invited on Chopped, they're there to make something and you can't open the basket and just like stare at it and be like, oh my God, but I need a recipe and these things don't go together. It's like you were given a position on Chopped. 
they they believe that you're a chef. Go make them something incredible. And the more you shift your identity and the more that you start to see yourself as a leader, the more you engage and interact in meetings and the more you begin to see that you didn't need to have all of the information to be valuable. And you begin to feel so powerful and so confident because you know that you can go into any meeting and have an impact and have something to say and help move the ball forward. Just like the CEO of your company, they could drop into any meeting and they could help. How is it that they could help? They might not know all of the information. They probably don't. They're one of they're one of the people in the company that is least steeped in the details, but the difference is their leadership skills and their trust in their ability to take whatever they get in the chopped basket and create a dish. That is what you want to work towards so that you can break this pattern of not speaking enough and not contributing enough because you feel like you're missing something or you're not experienced enough or you don't have enough knowledge and information. I know that can feel true, And you have to challenge that in order to see that it isn't actually true. And the impact, I want you to think about the impact you're going to have when you're able to be valuable no matter the meeting, when you're able to help move the ball forward no matter the meeting, no matter the other people there, no matter the topic. I want you to think about the impact you're having on your company when that becomes the case. This is truly why finding your voice is so impactful for your career. Because the more rooms that you're willing and able to speak up in and drive results and drive impact, the more value you create, the more people want to pull you into more rooms, right? Because you're there creating like value. You're like the chef on shop that's making the best dishes all the time. So they always want you. And the more valuable you and your thinking and your leadership becomes, the easier it is for you to advance and grow within your organization and throughout your entire career. This is truly how you elevate yourself into leadership status and become super valuable and get out of the trap of being seen as someone who can work really, really hard, but who isn't necessarily someone that your company wants to really quickly move into leadership roles. This is something that I will help you with inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I'm going to help you shift your identity from the individual contributor identity to seeing yourself as a leader and learning to participate and act like one in those rooms so that your career and you can benefit from all of the impact that you are going to create. There are fewer more important things, I believe, that you can work on than this. When your internal sense that you are a leader and your confidence around that clicks into place and locks into place, meetings stop being about how nervous you are and how you're unsure, and they just start being this place where you go to help and get things done and your job feels more engaging. And instead of dreading meetings and dreading conversations, you're like, man, I'm so excited to see what I can make happen in that conversation. And people see that energy. They see that confidence. They want to include you in things and be around you because you're having so much impact. So truly, this is one of the most important things that you can work on. And it is something that we are going to dive deep into together inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Doors to the Artist Speaking Up Academy are open for just a few more days. They are open until Friday, May 12th. The summer cohort is sold out. There are still spots available in the fall cohort. Be sure to secure your spot before enrollment closes on Friday. Head over to Just Coaching. 
academy to secure your spot. You can also view the entire program curriculum and all of the details on everything that you're going to learn and all of the transformations that you are going to experience inside this program. If you have questions, I'll drop my email in the show notes. Please feel free to reach out to me. And I hopefully will see you on the other side and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.